Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. moving forward. And we started this series last week, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're moving forward into all that God has prepared for us, into all that God has ordained for us, into all that God has ordained for you. You're the farthest thing from a mistake that could ever be. I was just thinking about the amazingness of God, and I like to do this regularly, that every human being that he ever created is unique. And God could create human beings from now till forever, and every one of them would be unique. That's the genius of God. He creates each individual person unique. I have no idea how many people there have been since Adam. I'm not even sure how many people are in Massachusetts. But there's a lot of people. And every one of them are unique, and God could keep creating people for the rest of eternity, and everyone would be unique. But you need to know that you were designed by God, and that He has a divine purpose for you to be in this earth at this time. We're moving forward in God's divine purpose for our lives and for your life. We want to exhort you to live the life that you were made for. To live the life that you were built and designed for. To live your life in the fullness of you. We want to encourage you that there's a whole lot more to you than you, than you currently know. You see, if we live a life outside of relationship with the one who made us. And you can do that by, and still go to church. Just because you come to a church doesn't mean you have a relationship with him, right? Religious tradition won't, won't accomplish any of the things I'm talking about. When you're talking to him Monday morning, when you're having your coffee and your donut, right? <laughs> or when you're waiting in that drive through line at Double D that goes out onto the road, Talk to God during that time. You know you got a little weight ahead of you. Start talking to the one who made you. Say, good morning, Father. Show yourself to me today. Reveal uh, your love to me. Reveal how much you care for me. Reveal the plan and the purpose that you've prepared for me before you knit me together in my mother's womb. When you have a relationship with him, he will begin to unveil things inside of you that could not be unveiled in any other way. The real you requires intimacy with the real him. Not religious tradition, the living God. In order for you to live your fullest life, the life you were designed to live, the real you needs to cultivate intimacy with the real him. Man, I like that. I like that. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Can we put that on the screen? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 
verse 18. You see, God has called you higher. No matter how high you think you might be, He wants to elevate you. He wants to increase you. He wants to uh, grow you and prosper you. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with unveiled face, nothing hindering our vision, nothing hindering uh, our view of God's countenance, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Now this is written to believers the church in Corinth. They were born again and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you are not yet a believer, we invite you to do so today. You say, how do I become a believer? Well, you believe. (laughs) That's what a believer does. They believe. What do you believe? You believe that Jesus is the way, that he's the truth, that he's the life. You believe that he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you say, confess, declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how you become a believer. I believe in who Christ is, and I confess him with my mouth. I declare him Lord over my life. I believe that he rose from the dead for me. Is there anyone who would like to do that right now? Who would like to put their faith in Jesus Christ? Well, you think about it. We'll come back to that. We are being those who have been born again, is what Jesus called it in John chapter 3. Again, he's talking about your spirit. When you put your faith in Christ, your spirit is reborn, is made new. Your mind is not, and your body is not, your spirit. We're talking about a spiritual rebirth, okay? So those who have been born again have nothing between them and the Father's face. We're beholding His glory, and we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is what the Amplified Translation says, verse 18 says we are constantly, means it's happening all the time, we're constantly being transfigured into his very own image. I like this next phrase, it's so important, in ever-increasing splendor, moving forward. We're moving forward in ever-increasing splendor. If you think I'm special now, wait till you see me next week. (laughs) Ever-increasing splendor. Ever-increasing splendor. Only God can do that. Only God has the unlimited power to do this. We're moving forward in ever-increasing splendor. From one degree of glory to another. This is your life now in Christ. You're moving forward in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. And no one can stop you. 
because God is for you. No one can stop you. The economy can't stop you. The world around you can't. Political parties can't stop you because this is not of them. It's of him. What, a, what an insurance we have. What a confidence we have living in this world that our, our substance and our sustenance and our provision and our, our vision and our victory and our, our strength and our health and our, our soundness of mind do not come from the society we live in but come from the Father who made us His own through His Son. Come on, are you awake this morning? Hallelujah. If you're awake, if you've put your faith in Christ, you are going from one degree of glory to another. Your life is a life of ever-increasing splendor. You say, well, it doesn't look like it. Well, stop looking with these eyes and start looking with your heart and start believing what God just said to you. This is how our life is transformed spiritually. We take what God has just said and we believe it even though we may not feel it or it might not look like it. We believe it anyway because He's God and we've exalted Him above the way we feel and above our circumstances. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about moving forward in God's plan for your life. And there are two elements of this uh, this series that we're going to focus on. We started last week. We're talking about God's plan for your life, knowing your divine identity and your divine time. Your divine identity and your divine time. Your divine identity is who you were made to be. And please listen to last week's message. I'm not going to do much reviewing. We want to hit some scriptures. We're going to dig a little deeper but we're going to keep moving forward in our series moving forward. Your divine identity is who you are made to be. It may not be who you currently think you are because many things can distort our vision, our identity, the way we see ourselves. And, And unfortunately, I didn't hear messages like this growing up. I heard some stuff very contrary to this. And, and the image I had of myself was according to what, what my, you know, parents said and family said and relatives said and society said. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't what God said. And it, it, it was at the age of 19, 20 when I began reading what God said and I realized, wait a minute, I've been living a lie. <laughs> I've been living a shallow uh, life according to the opinion of man. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to be living my life now according to what my father has said. And I began to see myself very differently when I began to get in my hard copy Bible and find out what the father said about me. You cannot know your true identity without getting into your hard copy Bible. You can't do it. This is the mirror that will show you the reflection of your true self. You've got to get in here. We just read 2 Corinthians 3.18, true translations. Make note of that. Go home and meditate on that. Man, you can go online and look at 20 different translations. I like doing it. I like taking one scripture and then I look at multiple translations. And it opens things up. 
in our understanding. It opens things up and we can grab a hold of what God's saying to us. Your divine identity is who God made you to be. And then your divine time. In other words, realizing that this is the time that God chose to bring you into this earth. Your divine identity is connected to your divine time. They go together. Who you are made to be and the time you are living in are a perfect marriage. Perfect marriage. Who God made you to be and, and October 24th, 2021 are a perfect match. Perfect match. You're, you're living in your divine time, walking in your divine identity. God has made you for such a time as this. You may not realize this yet, but it's true anyway. That's why I'm telling it to you. And as you begin to uh, realize your divine identity and realize that, that you're, this is not an accident, you weren't supposed to be born in, in, in 1910, or 2035. Anyone born in 1910 here? That would be, you'd be the only exception to that if you are. But and listening online, if you're born in 1910, that was you're right on. So what would you be? 110? I saw 111. That's awesome. God, that's awesome. So if you were born in 1910, you're right. You're right on the money. Maybe I'll say 1855. How about that? Cover my grounds here. In other words, when you were born was when you were supposed to be born. How's that? Right. When you were born was, was the time that you were to come in this earth. Now, I don't know how God does this. I, and I'll, I don't know if I'll ever understand his genius. But even if your birth was, was not planned or not conceived in a loving marriage or conceived in a, in a, in a, a, a way that wasn't holy or pure, God still wanted you in this earth. I don't know how he does that. We, see, we, we value babies so much because we recognize that God planned for them to come into this earth. And this is where man gets tripped up. But, but they, it wasn't conceived properly. They weren't married. or That doesn't matter. God doesn't condone the wrong things that we do, and I don't mean that at all. I just, I don't know how to explain this. His grace is so, so huge, and it's so much greater than our mistakes. But even if, if a, a child is conceived in an unholy relationship, the grace of God is still there. He didn't want that holy relationship to happen. He didn't want that. But even in the midst of his grace comes in, and he brings a child into the earth. So you can't value children if you don't value the one who made you. If you don't understand your divine identity and your divine time. It's amazing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And as you realize these things, there were parts of you that will begin to emerge that were timed for today. There, there's, a, there's timers inside of you. We just got a new microwave. I'm, I'm excited about it. How many years has it been since we had a microwave? I mean, we used, to, we used to have microwaves, and they would just break on us. I, try, I, did, my, I just did my research, 10 best microwaves or 3 best. They just would break down on us. I guess we used them too much. So we just said, hey, forget it. Let's just live without a microwave. And it's been years probably. 
Jennifer came home with Dana yesterday, and they had a microwave. Speaking of timers inside of you, that's why I thought of that. So Dana was, this is a cool one, too. It's got all these fun buttons and timers, and you can, you can melt butter or fry an egg, whatever you want to do. But anyway, uh, it's got timers, but do you know there are timers inside of you? Before you were born, God, God set these timers that on October 28th, this quality of you would begin to emerge. Not January 20th, 2018, but October 28th, 2021, the timer goes off. And you start seeing parts of you that you didn't even know were there. See, you are an amazing creation. You are, you are a creation of God that will continue to unfold for the rest of time. I don't know how he does it, but he made us in his image. He made you an eternal being. Hallelujah. So we finished last week talking about your divine identity. And we're going to continue spending more, some more time on your divine identity because your identity is extremely important. Let me ask you this. Have you ever lost your ID? <laughs> have you found it? <laughs> Good. Not a good feeling, right? Why do we need this little plastic card that tells other people who we are? You know, there are things you cannot do without a valid ID in this world. There are places you cannot go, you can't get into without a valid ID. I'm going to tell them myself, I was a mess growing up, but we tried to get in clubs. I was playing in clubs as a musician with guys who were twice my age. I was probably 16 years old. But even before that, we were trying to get into bars. So we, we went to Cleveland, Ohio to, to have them make for us fake IDs. So I was 14. It said I was 21. I put one of my dad's coats on or something, like a trench coat, and we try and fake them. And sometimes they, 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 did, they would just let us in anyway sometimes. But fake ID. You don't need a fake ID. Right? But, you know, even if you purchase a, an airline ticket to fly from Boston to L.A., you can't get to your departure gate unless you have a valid ID. I think it was not long after Mariah was married and probably the first trip we took after she was married, and I don't know if it was just default online, but I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting all the passengers in, and I put her, her maiden name, Mariah Bosco, in her, or it filled it by itself. But we got to the gate. To, our, to the security to get to our gate, and, and a name on her ticket was Mariah Bosco, which was not her married name, Mariah Garcia. We had a problem. She, they would not let her in. Fortunately, God's good, she had an old driver's license that had her maiden name on it, and she said, oh, I've got this. Right? So even if you've spent the money, purchased the ticket, you can't reap the benefits of it until you know who you are. See, God spent the money for you. God purchased your salvation. He purchased your new creation. He purchased your future and your destiny. But you can't experience the benefits of it until you know your identification in Christ Jesus. Passports are a necessary thing. Jennifer and I had to renew ours a while ago. It, it expired. 
But we had to provide two valid forms of identification in order to get our passport. Now, passports are handy if you want to go beyond your current borders. A passport enables you to travel beyond your current borders to places you may have never been before. But you need to know who you are. Jesus Christ wants to take you to places in him and in your life that you've never been before. But you need your ID with you. You need to know who you are in Christ. Jesus is your passport. He is the one who takes us from the life we're living in, the current boundaries we're living in, into new places and new boundaries that we've never walked in or lived in before, ever increasing glory, ever expanding boundaries. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so to move forward in God's plan for your life, you need a valid ID. But in the kingdom of God, your driver's license doesn't mean much. The valid ID that you need is the ID of Christ Jesus. You need to become identified with him. Because in the spirit realm, uh, your social status doesn't mean a thing. In the spirit realm, there is one king. And his name is Jesus Christ, and every angel knows it, and every demon knows it. Every circumstance knows it. But you've got to know it. You cannot uh, enjoy the abundant life he came to give you until you recognize the authority of his name. What makes your driver's license valid? Well, your state stamps it, right? And they really got high tech now. They got these little cool little reflecting things on them. And if you're, uh, was it under, I know Judah got his last year. Is it portrait style for under 21 or something and landscape for everybody else? They're all doing all kinds of things. But what makes your driver's license valid is the authority of the state you got it in. So if a state trooper pulls you over and you show them that driver's license, they're looking for the authority of the state. Is this a valid license? Does the state of Massachusetts, have they put their approval on this little card? If they have, it's valid. Well, in the realm of the Spirit, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are stamped with the authority of the King of Kings. And you become valid in the kingdom. You have an identity that every devil recognizes, that every angel wants to serve and bless. You become God's son, God's daughter, God's child. You become uh, identified with the king. You become his, his co-heir. Hallelujah. If you want to experience God's plan for your life, if you want to move forward in all that he's prepared for you, you've got to realize what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Nicodemus was an expert in the scriptures. He was a teacher of God's people, but he didn't know God. can happen. happens quite a bit, actually, right? And God is standing in front of him. And Nicodemus is concerned about his peers. There's a fear of man there. So he comes to Jesus at night. 
and he, say, he says, we know that no one can do the miracles you do unless God was with them. And Jesus says to him, basically, you can't experience the kingdom of God without a valid driver's license until you identify with me, until you get your identity by putting your faith in me. He says, you can't experience, you can't see the kingdom of God until you're born again, is what he said. You must be born again. You must put your faith in me. So all the wonderful things that Jesus did, you will begin to see in your life when you put your faith in him and renew your mind to the glory of his kingdom. Because he's the same today. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We read this uh, passage last week, but we need to continue uh, eating from it and absorbing the nutrients that are in it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. says, For we, that would be those who put their faith in Christ. This is written to believers in Ephesus by the Apostle Paul. It says, for we, are, for we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Hallelujah. I'm just, thank you, Holy Spirit. Recreated in Christ Jesus. This is what happens when you put your faith in Christ. There's someone that needs to do this today. If you're here in the warehouse or online watching, this is your day to be made new. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Why? That we may do those good works which God predestined or planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. And let me help you. Many think that God's plan automatically happens. Many teach that everything that happens is God's plan. Those two statements are simply untrue. You need to understand that. If they're true, then this verse makes no sense. Having to renew our minds would make no sense. If God's will automatically happen, we don't need it to pray. We don't need to study the Scriptures. We don't need to worship God. We don't need to renew our minds. We don't need to trust Him. If it's automatically, well, I'll just do whatever I want, right? So get that thinking out of your mind because when the Bible speaks of predestined or planned beforehand uh, or the things that God's prepared for you, that doesn't mean they're automatically going to happen. You've got to choose Him in your daily life. You've got to choose to trust Him. You've got to choose to, to know who you are in Christ, to renew your mind to the reality of who you are in Him. You're a new creation. You're his very own son. You're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're dead to sin. You're alive to him. Sin has no power over you. Who told you that? Your flesh is under the control of your spirit now. Your emotions are under the control of your spirit. Your thought life is under the authority of your new spirit. Stand up and take charge of your body. Stand up and take charge of your thought life and your emotions. This is who you are. Hallelujah. Verse 10 in the New Living Translation. Well, let's, I'm sorry. Let's, let's look at that amplified a little bit more. The things that he planned beforehand, taking paths 
which he prepared ahead of time. So there are prepared paths for you that you will miss if you don't know your identity in Christ. You'll, you'll get to the gate, tickets been purchased, but you can't come in because you haven't renewed your mind to who you are in him. You see yourself as a failure. You see yourself as unrighteous. You see yourself as an alcoholic. You see yourself as a, as a, uh, um, a failed dad or a failed husband. No, that's not who you are. Those are mistakes that you made, but that's not who you are. We don't deny the mistakes, but we recognize that we have a greater identity than the mistakes we've made, that we don't identify with our mistaken behavior, right? We don't identify with the mistakes we've made, with the uh, if sinful behavior. That's not who we are. You're greater than your behavior. You have an identity, and if you realize your identity, your behavior will change. Man doesn't know how to do that. The best that man tries to do is to modify your behavior and keep you safe. Forget all that. Realize your identity and your behavior will change. Man can't fix you. I'm not putting man down. I'm just telling you the truth. Man can't fix you. I'm, listen, we may as well realize that. Man can't fix you. Man didn't create you. Man doesn't know your true identity. The best that man can do is use his own wisdom, his own intellect, his own giftings to try and fix you. But I'm telling you, you need God to fix you. And that's hard to hear because without even realizing it, we've exalted man in our lives. All the commercials and the things telling you, you need this and you need this. And ask your doctor if this is right for you. And then we can't even make out the, the warnings because they're, they're, they speed them up like three or four times just to get them in, and you'll die, and this, and this, and this, and this. But ask your doctor if it's right for you. I mean, I do have a brain, you know. Uh, <laughs> what's, you know, it, there's got to be a better solution than this commercial with a guy riding on a bike smiling, <laughs> trying to sell me something. Hello. I'm telling you there's a better solution. It's Christ alive in you. It's realizing your identity that you are the healed of God, that he purchased it for you. Come on, step into the gate and realize you're the healed of the Lord. Come through the gate and realize I've been purchased with his blood. I've got my ticket and I've got my ID. Let me on that plane because I'm taking off. Hallelujah. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So we see that God's plan for you is a good plan. Jesus said it's an abundant life. A life more and better than you've ever dreamed of. Where's that at in the scriptures? Come on, help me out, Highway family. John 10.10, right? You know, I realized something about John 10.10. Let me say this to you. It solves a laundry issue. The thief comes only... To steal, kill, and destroy, I came to the of life and life abundantly. It just hit me the other day. I found one of my socks that I put in the laundry. Have you ever put two socks in the laundry and you take the load out? Where did the other sock go? Satan stole it. That's exactly what happened. He just, he stole it. So that was, that was a revelation I had this week. Give me back my socks, devil. 
<laughs> Makes sense, right? Using the scripture to, to understand things, right? Okay, very good. It is part of our doctrine here. Satan steals our stock. So. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Man, oh man. All right, we'll keep going. 10, verse 10, New Living Translation. <laughs> For we are God's masterpiece. Woo! The only one he ever made. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. The Passion Translation loves this. We have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. We said that together last week. Let's say it together again. We are a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. Let's say it again. We are a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. Let's say it again. We are a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. Amen. Why? We're joined to Jesus. Keep reading. That's why. He's got us. He's got us. We're joined to him. We're in Christ, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we should do to fulfill it. God mapped this out. Hallelujah. And Jesus is your passport into all of the things the Father's prepared for you. Now, let's keep going. Let's go to Psalm 139. We're going to jump to verse 13. Psalm 139, verse 13. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You just have to pardon me. The Holy Spirit is alive in me. He saved me. He delivered me. He rescued me. Hallelujah. I've got a joy that nothing can take away. I've got a strength that is not of this world. I've got a future in Christ. Hallelujah. Psalm 139, verse 13. Talking about your divine identity. You're God's own handiwork. You're his workmanship. You're his masterpiece. You're his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill his destiny for your life. Verse 13, for you created my inmost being. That's where all the timers and things are. <laughs> That's where all the special features are. Like this microwave's kind of cool. There's not a lot of buttons on the front. Then you open the door, there's some more. But all the special features are embedded inside, you know. So you got to click on the screen and, and, and go down some levels to see the features. There are all kinds of special features in your inmost being. The only way to access your inmost being is through a relationship with Christ who made your inmost being. Man can't get in there, and don't, don't let him try. I'm talking about your inmost being, the deepest parts of you. That's God's territory. Man wouldn't know what to do in there. Wouldn't, man does not have the abilities. The, the, I don't care where, where they learned what they learned. This is the Holy Spirit's ground. There are things that are sacred that just man can't handle that are only for God, and your inmost being is for him. But you've got to cultivate that intimacy with him. 
Let him in there. He won't hurt you. He'll heal you. He'll strengthen you. For you created my inmost being and put all these special features in me. And it'll happen as you're going with him. It's like, it's like something, it's like pushing that, that button on the front screen that opens up a menu. And the Holy Spirit reveals these things are inside of you and you just scroll down and select the one you want and then you open that and there's another row of menus. And whoo, really? And psh, click on that one. And this walk with him becomes so glorious because he unlocks these things inside of us. In my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. How many know someone who knits? Anyone? Would you say knitting is a fast process? <laughs> it takes time. It takes skill, right? God, you weren't, you weren't a fast food person. God didn't make you in a drive through He crafted you carefully. He took his time and put every part of you together just so. Inmost being. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Verse 15 in the message. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made. Bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Only God can do this. Only God can do this. You know, man has never created anything. Now I know that we, well, all we do is take what God has already made and he gives us insight how to use it and put it together. Even creative things like movies and songs, those are gifts that God put inside of people and he shows them how to use them. God is really the creator. He can start with nothing and make everything. We can't do that. I'm talking about nothing. I'm not talking about like a laptop and some, a phone. No, I mean nothing, zero, no error. Yeah, yeah, nothing on the chart of elements, right? Periodic table, right? Right, nothing, zero. No molecules, no atoms, no subatomic particles. No electrons, no neutrons, neutrons. Nothing something, just by speaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Verse 16, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And the only way to experience those days is by walking with Christ. Right? They don't automatically happen. It comes through relationship with Him. Now, last week we began uh, looking at fearfully and wonderfully. And we gave you definitions for fearfully and wonderfully because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And some of the definitions we said fearfully, what does that word mean? It means extremely impressive. You're extremely impressive. I've never met a human being yet that is not extremely impressive. And I never will. 
You're extremely impressive. You're fearfully made. You're awe-inspiring. You're mind-boggling. You're mind-blowing. You're supercalifragic. <laughs> supercalifragic expialidocious. What is it? Supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Okay. That's a tough one. That's, that's, a, that's Italian is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> You're fearfully and wonderfully made. What about, oh boy, my goodness. What about wonderful? What's that mean? Full of wonder, right? This is, who, this is your identity. You've got to realize who you are. Religious tradition will, will talk you down. Will, 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 will cause you to undervalue yourself. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm just about recognizing who you are. Listen, someone pulls up in a Bentley, I'm not going to call it a, a, a Toyota Tercel. I'm going to recognize what that is. That's a Bentley. There's no arrogance with that. That's just what it is. That's what it is. Dan was telling me about a vehicle this morning, $110,000. We're going to go get one after service. So no, just <laughs> but it's what, it, what was it, Dana? It's Jeep's new SUV. What's it called? The Grand... Something, but it's the, is, it, is that what it is, Dana? Where's Dana? What's that vehicle called? Oh, she's in the back with the kid. Okay. Anyway, but there's nothing wrong with recognizing the value of something. There's nothing wrong with recognizing your value. You're worth way more than a Bentley. You're worth way more than a fleet of Bentleys. How do I know? God gave his son for you. That's the price tag on you. So recognize your value, man. You're something really special. You're something very, very special. You're something very, very valuable. There's only one of you in the world, and we need you in this world. You're wonderfully made. Wonderful means inspiring delight, pleasure, and admiration. You inspire delight. You inspire pleasure, and you inspire admiration. Wonderful means extremely good. This is who you are. You're extremely good. The Greek word here is very interesting for wonderful. Fearfully and wonderfully made. The Septuagint text, I don't know if I'm saying that right, was, was translated into the Greek in the Old Testament. But it means this, to be separated or distinct fearfully and wonderfully made. To be separated or distinct, to be distinguished. To make a distinction and to set apart. When God made you, a distinction was made in the universe. Someone that had never been was brought into the universe and the whole universe knew it. A new creation of God has entered the world. Yes, we know that angels filled the sky when Jesus was born. Do you know that angels were celebrating when you were born? Why? Because you were created by the maker of heaven and earth. Oh, hallelujah. To make a distinction, to set apart. In fact, the Holy Spirit said, to the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 1 of Jeremiah, verses 4 and 5, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
Before you were born, I set you apart. Before you, highway family, before you were formed in the womb, he knew you. Before you were born, he set you apart. You know, it was interesting. There were times when we travel in the military and, and we would wear what they called civilian clothes or plain clothes because the place we were traveling into was hazardous duty. In other words, if they identified an American military, there could be trouble. So we put on civilian clothes. We had a, an identity that they didn't know about. You carry, we carried ourselves differently because we knew who we were. Now others might look at us and not realize the authority of the th- what we were there for. But we knew, so we carried ourselves differently. Your identity gives you a distinction, distinguishes you. It sets you apart. You will carry yourself differently, even though others won't see it. They might look at you and think you're just someone else. But you will carry yourself differently because you need to see it. When you start seeing it, others are going to see it. Okay, we've got to stop here. Boy, this is so good. My goodness. My goodness, this is so good. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for our new identity. Thank you for our driver's license stamped with the authority of the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. The Lord, if, if, if any, any uh, strategy of the enemy to pull us over, we show him our driver's license. We show him our ID, and he realizes that we are valid, that we have authority in this kingdom, in this world, to do the things Jesus did and greater things than these. We thank you, Father, for stamping our lives with the seal of your Son, the seal of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we thank you. We ask you, Father, during this time, October 24th, I don't know what features are about to be unveiled in us. I don't know what timers have been programmed from our, from our womb. But you know these things, Father. And I pray that the features of every member of this highway family would begin to be revealed and come to the surface and begin to manifest. That we could step forward into all that you've created us for, Lord. That we would blossom and burgeon and become the people you designed us to be. We rejoice, Father, that today we're living a life of ever-increasing splendor. We're going from one degree of glory to another. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.